0: What's up, guys? Welcome into Up Your Units. I'm your host, Colby Marcio, And today we are diving into week one of the college football season. And alongside us today is a very special guest, Matt Fortuna, the founder of Inside Zone. Matt, how are we doing today?
1: I'm great, Colby. Good to see you virtually. Always good to see you in person when I'm in the stadium studios. And I'm excited for, uh, I guess, the official start of the college football season. Unofficially started last week, and some people surely won and lost some money uh, in week zero. But uh, now a full slate begins starting Thursday.
0: Yeah, every time you're in the office, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get this guy on a podcast sometime soon. I, I love listening to you on the show. The sarcastic tweets are my favorite this past weekend with Navy. I was laughing my ass. No, no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if this isn't sarcasm, I don't know what it is. But let's get into more sarcasm. I just wanna dive right into Colorado TCU. I've been eyeing this game probably since March. I don't know, whenever the schedule came out. And I just love the amount of hype Coach Prime has brought into this season just so I can hammer the TCU minus 20 and a half, do the Buffaloes have any sort of chance?
1: Yeah, I'll actually be at that game, Colby, and I'm excited about it, probably for the same reasons you are. It's like no one really knows what's going to happen. It could be a disaster. It could be epic. It won't be quiet with Coach Prime in charge on the sideline. That's for sure. I will say amidst all of this, you know, amidst a one-win team that remade its roster and has a controversial coach, has there been a more disrespected team maybe ever than TCU? I mean, these guys were the national runner-ups last year. Even the Fox promos for this game are all about Coach Prime. And I saw a WWE announcer reading a tease the other week. It's like one of the most hyped openers ever, which seemed like a stretch too far. I I I think Sonny Dykes and that TCU staff are just salivating at this. Like, (laughs) all right. like They have to be. You guys are hyped. Like, I was talking to someone uh, who lives in that area last week. And they're like, you realize this year's team's more talented than last year's team? And by the way, while all you media guys hype up Michigan, just know that, like, we beat them last year. And no one's talking about us. Like, we're going to be pretty good, too. So 20 and a half, I think, is prime, no pun intended, opportunity to take TCU here. Uh, they're a much better team. Again, Colorado has made some nice additions. I just think that's such a drastic change that even if it were to work, it's not going to work in week one against an opponent of this caliber.
0: I just don't understand people that think they can at least, we'll say, not win, cover. I just, there's so there's so many guys they brought in that it's ridiculous to think that if you can bring a new coach, 70, 80 guys in, and it's going to just click right away. That doesn't work.
1: It, it doesn't work. Um, I think depth's a real concern there. And look, the elements, I mean, it's going to be 102 degrees, I think, a kickoff. Uh, In Fort Worth, it's going to be hot. And when you talk about depth and home field advantage and new faces and a new staff, Sean Lewis at OC is one of the best play callers in the country, but he likes to go fast. And I'm just not sure how realistic that is in game one, week one in a place that's going to be an absolute sauna. Do you think 20 is too low? I don't want to say that. I mean, again, I'm leaning TCU here if I'm picking a side, but, you know, it's hard. For, for, I mean, look, say what you want about Deion Sanders. He knows how to recruit. He got players. He won big at Jackson State. No, like yeah, 100%. I, I, I think there is a method to the madness here. So I don't want to go completely, you know, off the reservation and say, hey, like, they're, they're, they're going to get killed here. Let's make this line 30. Yeah. But, I mean, I do think within three touchdowns, TCU is definitely the more enticing option.
0: Yeah, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, I'm not against Prime. He, he got it done. I uh, can't even talk at his old college, it takes a year to get things going. I will buy in on them next year. I'm not – I'm selling on whatever this is this year. Plus –
1: You know who would push back on that though? TCU would because they made the national (laughs) title game in their first year last year under Sonny
0: Dykes. (laughs) That's true. And then USC as well had a lot of success. Another game that I'm looking forward to, Florida-Utah. What do we expect from Cam Rising? Is he ready to go? Can anyone trust Graham Mertz at Florida? (laughs)
1: <laughs> the uh, I, I was actually in Madison last week and I was talking to someone there who said, you know, the grand merch you guys saw on Saturdays was the grand merch we saw here Monday to Friday. It was like he'd make one or two great plays that reminded you of why he was a five star prospect, and then there was just you know some not so great decision making, which was part of his undoing at Wisconsin. I, I'm not high on Florida at all. Um, I think Utah, kind of like TCU, is a team that's perpetually underrated. We're talking about the two-time defending Pac-12 champions here. Mm -hmm. And a team that, when you look at realignment, will be probably ready to go and compete for Big 12 titles from day one in that conference next year. As far as this year goes, if I learned anything about Kyle Whittingham, it's that we're not going to get an answer on who the starting quarterback is. Uh, You know, he kept Fox executives in the dark, Fox announcers in the dark. Uh, Last year, I remember, I think it was a Washington State game on a Thursday night. Like the announcers were announcing Cam Rising coming out to Mm -hmm. uh, start the game for Utah. And they're like, wait a minute, he's not out there on the field. And they had no idea what happened. Obviously, he's coming off a pretty serious injury this time. He's made public appearances, has said like all the right things as far as like maybe I will, maybe I won't without betraying any actual confidences there. Um, It's been fascinating from a Vegas standpoint to watch this line move drastically. Um, It's dancing. I mean, it it was as high as what? 13 at some point, I think in the off season, and then it
0: dropped to three and like a half three, and now it's at six yeah. and a half.
1: I mean, this is a risky one. Cause again, you don't know who's going to play quarterback for Utah. Yeah. That being said in that environment, a revenge game, a, a team that's being slept on. In my opinion, if you can get the Utes at, at a touchdown or less, I don't know how you don't take them. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I've not seen enough from Florida to, to give me any confidence that they're going to go in there and, 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 win that game. And look, Anthony Richardson became a top five draft pick pretty much off that game alone last year. Like, I was very high in Utah entering last year. They lose that game in a game that they still, in my opinion, should have won. They had a stupid turnover at the end that cost them it. Uh, but Anthony Richardson performs that way in his debut, and it looked like the second coming of Cam Newton. I mean, the guy was was doing it all, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone got very very excited. And they go out the next week and lose to Kentucky, and that kind of became more of the, you know. Realistic path of what they were on the rest of that season. So, um, I like Utah on this one. Again, yeah, it's a no play for me because you don't know who the quarterback's going to be. But yeah, I do true. like the value. I was going to say, what do you what touchdown. do you expect
0: from Cam if he if he plays? What is this offense?
1: I mean, play. I mean, they're not going to put him out. They're not going to put him out there if, if if he's not ready to go. And if he's true. ready to go, I mean, when these guys are on, they're on. I mean, you saw the way they absolutely dominated the USC in the second half. Uh, of that PAC 12 title game. And that, that, you know, I don't think the Rose Bowl because of how poor the defense played in the Rose Bowl. I don't think they would have won it. If cam rising stayed healthy in that game, but you never know. I mean, I believe it was a 14, 14 game or 21, 14 game when he went out. And once he went out, that was pretty much all she wrote. But um, you know, if he plays, I mean, yeah, I think Utah wins this one by double digits. Does the under grab you at all? What's the number there? I'm sorry. I don't have 45 and a half. No, you're good. 45 and a half.
0: I'm leaning under. I think the public is like sort of heavy on the over.
1: I, I'm a big fan of the public you guy. Know, with, with, the new, with the new clock, yeah, I'm a big fan of the public guy too. With the new <laughs> clock rules, like I, I think I'm naturally inclined to say under. Um, I lo- who doesn't love last the under? Week, if you told me last week Notre Dame's going to score 42 points, I'd say, all right, well, they're obviously going over 48. And then – um both teams miss field goals, and you Navy really didn't have much of a pulse on offense. So um, that was a pretty bad beat in that regard. I lean more under than over in this one, certainly, just because, yeah. again, there's a lot of uncertainty around Florida's offense. And if Cam Rising can't go, there's some uncertainty around Utah's offense as well.
0: I still don't understand why, even if Cam's not playing, that this team wouldn't dominate Florida. The defense I, is returning you. 76%. Or, sorry, 69%. I'm sorry. 69%.
1: No, I mean, Overall, it, that's a good defense. It's a it's yeah. a defense that has a chip on its shoulder that's not playing in, you know, Gainesville in week one with, with those conditions, both, you know, from a road environment and the mm-hmm. the, the sweltering heat. Um, I think that's a very underrated home field environment. I, I, I've read of this before, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you the last time they lost a home game. I believe they have one of the longest home winning streaks in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Um mm. Salt Lake City is a tough place to play, and and, I mean, we know all about Florida, right? I mean, that's a program that for 30-something years did not leave the state of Florida uh, for for, for non-conference play, and so I just just think everything's working against Florida in this one.
0: Speaking of Florida teams, LSU, Florida State, game of the week, my initial thoughts are to just simply hammer Florida State based off the returning product of 87% number one in the country this season in an era where guys are transferring in and out every single season. Am I way off or is this just guys want to stay at Florida and win?
1: No, you're not off at all. I'm torn on this game. I mean, last year's game, uh, I would argue LSU lost it more than Florida state lost it. If that makes sense. I mean, LSU looked lost Mm -hmm. for a half. Florida state kind of gave away at the end and then LSU special teams got in the way of a, a pretty epic comeback. Um, you know, I, I'm high in both teams. I am. I think because yeah. of the brand names a lot and, of because hype. Of, and because of the way both teams finished last year, they're maybe a little overhyped. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a great game. Um, but I think, you know, if you're LSU, you beat Alabama. And I don't – there's not like – being Alabama's like that's what you go to LSU to do, right? I also mm-hmm. think that masked over a, a flawed football team that got its butt handed to them at home at Tennessee – that completely choked at Texas A&M when they still technically were alive for a playoff berth um, in, in a really big game. Um, you know, I think Florida State is is on its way to being back. I think they have a legitimate Heisman contender at quarterback in Jordan Travis. This game's fascinating to me um, because I think the loser could be in trouble. And, and by that, I mean – I'm thinking again, the same both, thing. All teams are very hyped. They're both preseason top ten teams. Um, if you're Florida State, you play Clemson a couple weeks later. I mean – there's a realistic chance this very hyped Florida State team will have two losses by end mm-hmm. September, and it might not mean anything because in the new ACC without divisions, they could get Clemson back in the ACC championship game a couple months later. But mm-hmm. you don't want to start off on such a sour note. And in an LSU's case, um, very front loaded schedule. Five of their last six games are at home, so if they can weather the first six weeks or so. Um, they could set themselves up to make a run to the SEC championship game once again, but it, it's going to be a tough road to get there. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think the winner will, will be in great shape. The loser, it could be the start of a long – at least a long month, if not a long season for for both these teams, given where they're starting in the preseason.
0: The more we talk about it, the more I think LSU has to win this game because of Bama and Georgia in the SEC. I mean, if Florida State loses, they still – are. If they lose the Clemson once, like
1: you said, they can win it again. They they can now. I would push back on that from the sense of LSU made the SEC title game last year despite losing three games, um, one of which was this <laughs> oh, game right. last one of this one of which was this game last year. I mean, again, they were never going to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. That being said, if they beat A&M, a And very bad a And M team in the finale, they're playing for a playoff spot in the SEC title game, and the, the magnitude around that game is huge. Again, Georgia won that game by twenty points. They were probably going to win it by 20 plus points either way, but that would have been a, a playoff playing game for LSU. Georgia was probably in regardless, but like the, the hype around that game would have been astronomical and it completely went out the window when they lost to AM. So, um, you know, it'll be, I mean, I thought that was a pretty interesting test case when we look forward to the 12 team playoff, right? Like is the sec going to argue our three or four lost teams deserve it more than a one lost team from another conference. I'm sure they will at least argue that whether it's reality or not. Uh, but again, there, there there are some interesting dynamics to this one that I think are going to be a jolt to the system for both fan bases, particularly Florida State's because again, uh, you know, with, with the way the ACC set up right now, it used to be if you lose that Clemson game, goodbye, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. Now um, you could lose it and play your way back in. I wouldn't recommend losing it, uh, especially on the road. But um, they're, they're you know, Florida State has got a target on its back this year due to winning ten games last year and its administration. Basically shouting from the mountaintop to hell with the ACC. I don't think they have many friends in that league office right now.
0: I'm just drooling over a home dog.
1: <laughs> I just you, uh, is it just home? The, I, I mean, so I know they've won how many in a row? I, I, they've won what? Have they ever lost in Orlando? They have a really good record in Orlando, but I mean, it's it's you know, if, if they were at home, yeah. I mean, I think I think Doak Campbell Stadium is is I forgot venue. it's not
0: no, it's Orlando,
1: and it's you know, kind of like last year's in New Orleans. Like I just, the series would have been so much better if it was on either one of those campuses. Next next year's opener Sunday night is LSU USC in Vegas. Now that one I can get behind a little bit more as a neutral site, but uh, especially for the purposes of this podcast, of course. But um, <laughs> you know, I, they'll have more fans there than LSU's, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not the same as, as being in Tallahassee. No,
0: now a game that I'm drooling over outside of the TCU stand for Hawaii. I think Hawaii being a home dog is beyond disrespectful because I think they should have beat Vanderbilt last week.
1: Yeah. You know, they had their chances there. I know they were down 21 points in the fourth quarter, but you know, they had what, I think two possessions inside the 10 that ended up with no points. They had an
0: interception at the six yard line or they were on the six yard line. I don't know where it was thrown. Cause I didn't watch the game, but I saw it was intercepted at the six on a first down, run it in.
1: I uh, actually, be, be, because of, uh, I, I'm ashamed to admit this, but uh, because the game started late because of the lightning delay, um, I actually fell asleep on the couch in the fourth quarter watching Vanderbilt was up 21 points at that time. So I didn't think I'd miss much. And I missed almost a pretty epic Kawhi comeback. Um, this one's also, what's it? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure this line's dropped from like seven to three and it's, a half, right? Yes, I mean, it, it, was, it was
0: seven during the Vanderbilt game. And now it's at three and a half.
1: I, I really want to see the public money on this one because it is one of those juicy ones where you're like, oh, yeah, this is upset all over. it. Hawaii's a sentimental favorite. Stanford was not a good football team last year. They've got a first year head coach there. They're oh, traveling. I forgot.
0: Stanford's all over. People are all over Stanford.
1: They are. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, to it's me. a very juicy game. Is it, this one's Friday night, right? Yeah. Friday night. Awesome. It's a good brother. Friday night game. Great Friday night game. I, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going, so I'm going to the game Saturday at TCU and I've got a room basically on the on-campus hotel, so I don't have to wake up as early. So I won't feel any guilt or or apprehension about staying up deep into the night to watch this one play out as, I mean, let's say Hawaii football was, was built for the degenerates. Like let's not kid ourselves. Um, that's, that's what Hawaii football is great at. And in this case, and then they're at
0: home and they got they have to be motivated after the fires in Maui. They're like absolutely has mo- to be they're motivated.
1: Again, they're motivated last week. I did not I had 63 10 and Vanderbilt's improvement stuck in my head in picking Vanderbilt to cover <laughs> 17 last week. Because I asked um, you. We, yeah, we talked about you. it. And yeah. then that line dropped. Now I think the, the delay probably threw them for a little bit of a loop, but um Bandy did not play their best game. They did not play crisp at all. Um Hawaii didn't either, but they definitely showed massive improvement from year one to year two under Timmy Chang. Uh, th- this one's very interesting. Again, the the line is just begging you to take Hawaii at home. Um, you know we were in a similar boat last year with the Vanderbilt opener, and Vanderbilt won that game by fifty three points. So I don't want to like I- I'm going to like this will be a live play for me if anything, especially if I'm alone in a hotel room at you know twelve a.m. one a.m. whatever it is. Um, it'll yeah. be a fun game to watch, that's for sure.
0: So from the betting data that I found on DraftKings. Public's on Stanford. And then this other website, I don't know where they get their data, says that everyone's on Hawaii. So I'll have to wait. I guess I'll wait, to, even though I already bet it. I already bet. I don't know. I'm not going to wait for anything. What'd you I might get to wait that? to take the money line. Uh, I think minus or plus three and a half, minus 110. Oof,
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, if you got that uh, at plus seven yeah. last week, good on you. I, um, I was nervous because when, I, when my, friend, my degenerate friends were t-
0: texting about it, I'm like, I don't like it now because they're down. So I'm like, they might get murdered by Stanford. And they came back, and then I was like, oh, I didn't think about putting money on it.
1: Hey, you know what? This will be a regular road trip for Stanford when they're in the ACC next year. Six hours. I mean, what is it? (laughs) Nothing. I mean, that's everybody next year. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking
0: of another team that's going to have to be traveling a little bit, they'll be in the middle, Iowa. Their coach has to have 25 points a game and they have to win seven or he loses his job. Do we just hammer the over every week on their total?
1: So what I want to see is what if they average like 40 a game but go six and six? Or what if they go 11 and one and average 17 a game or something? Like that would be interesting. Uh, This being 2023, this being the state of Iowa, which is no uh, stranger to gambling scandals, Uh, our friend Tim Murray over at Beeson tweeted, Circus Sports has... A line limit $1,000, must play at least one game for action. Iowa football, regular season, average points per game. Over 25, under 25. The juice is minus 160 on the over. Uh, you can play this at Circus Sports in Iowa, which that might be dangerous given what's been in the headlines with that roster lately. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, kind of gross. What did they average last year? Less than that, I know. I mean, I think it's going to be over regardless. I really do. I, I think... Um, you know, this was a team that... I mean, I would hope, I
0: would hope it would be.
1: They aver- oh, never mind, they averaged 17.7. I knew that 17 number I threw out earlier it didn't come out of thin air. <laughs> um, I'm going over, though. Um, they were as bad as you could be last year. They still should have mm-hmm. won the West. Uh, they have a fairly favorable schedule this year. And they have a quarterback in Cade McNamara who, uh, in my opinion, is is... Greatly disrespected. I mean, I don't know too many guys who have a playoff berth on their resume who have just kind of been discarded and forgotten about the way this guy has. And again, you know, he lost the job to JJ McCarthy for a reason. I get that, but they're not asking him to go out there and be the next Johnny football. They're asking him to go out there and be better than what they've had the last couple of years. And I think that's a pretty modest bar to clear. Um, I I think that offensive line will be better. And let's face it, that defense helps a lot with scoring. Um, (laughs) They they will get their fair share of scooping scores and pick sixes as well. So I would take the over uh, for that one, 25. It's 35 uh, this week. Oh, for this guy. Sorry, sorry. I thought I meant for the season. No, no, no. Uh, Utah State, right? Yeah. I'll go under this week. I'll go under 35 this week, <laughs> but over 25 there, for, is, game for the year w-
0: with, with 35 beer. Like, is there a number that we should stay away from if we see
1: it for Iowa for the game or for the season? Just this season. I'll go, I'll go over 25. I don't feel comfortable. If you get to like 30, that's where I get a little apprehensive. Yeah. Um, you know, this, these clauses gross. were put in his contract for a reason. Um, cause it's what he needs to get. Um, I, I couldn't go higher than 30, but I would go over
0: 25. I have to, I'll see if it, I want to see if it moves because there's got to be degenerate Iowa fans that are just eyeing this or, just or, based Iowa, off,
1: or Iowa players just based off. Oh, yeah, that too, that too.
0: <laughs> now I want to play a little game real quick before we close out the show. I couldn't think of a better name than can they get it done? It's the highest spreads of the week. Middle Tennessee, Bama, Bama is a, Basically a 40-point favorite, 39-and-a-half. Can they get that done?
1: I'll say Bill, Tennessee State. Um, Don't know who Alabama's quarterback is. It's funny. Alabama's actually my pick to win the national championship this year, and I've got enough pushback against that that I'm like, eh, should I pick that? And, yeah, one of them being you don't know who their quarterback is. Now, the last time they, they went into a season not knowing who their quarterback was, 2015, Jacob Coker ended up winning the job, and they ended up winning the national championship. Now, college football has changed quite a bit uh, schematically in the eight years since then. Um, But because of that, and because I imagine if you don't know your quarterback, you're going to use a game like this to play as many guys as possible, if not just two. Um, I'll say Middle Tennessee State sticks around, loses by 37 or so. 40 is a lot. 40 is a lot.
0: And then you have uh, Nevada, USC, 38
1: and a half. I'll go USC. Um, I think, you know, they, they, they got the the Kings out of their system last week. Uh, You know, I think when you add a guy like Zachariah branch, who seems like he's a threat to score anywhere on the field, anytime Mm -hmm. he touches the ball um, that adds to the level of intrigue. I'm just not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a Nevada expert, but I I, I don't know what they could do. That would make me think that they're going to have any chance of hanging with the Trojans, especially again, when they already played a game last week, like that's, that, that yeah. that's going to help these guys a lot. Um, you know, that. that now, do you believe well. in
0: the, oh, well, I don't remember the word that my friends use, but like teams that give tape on another team, like for example,
1: Stanford has tape on Hawaii. Does that, is that a bigger advantage for them? I don't think so. Um, I think having playing the game does now. I, 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 I don't remember True. the exact stat. I know I put it in a story last year to see if there was any cause and effect or, or advantage, and it was about 500. So I mean, historically, you know, it really doesn't come down matter. to anything more than who's better that day. Uh, but personally, I'm of the belief that if you've already played a game and won a game, um, I, I don't see how it wouldn't benefit you. Yeah, you have momentum in the other team. Yeah, momentum, wait. and you have, you have film to self correct more than anything. I mean, yeah, especially true. if you're USC and you got a real defense, yeah.
0: Uh last one. Uh this is a total. South Florida WKU 69 and a
1: half. Air raid offense at WKU. I was going to say if I know anything about Western Kentucky, I know they like to score a lot of points. Uh if I know anything about Alex golish I know he's walked into a very tough job at USF, but he was the OC on Tennessee last year, which I believe is the number 1 scoring offense in the country. Um they say you can fake it on offense more than you can on defense early on in your coaching career. So I will go over. Um, I don't think you're Ooh, asking a whole lot of South disgusting. Florida here.
0: That is disgusting. I might do it's that just because it's so filthy. It, it is both. Now, How can you not root any... for more
1: points in that game?
0: I wish it was 100. Who wouldn't want that? Maybe we'll get there. Ho- please. Now, is there any game that I haven't mentioned that you're like, why is it nobody talking about this game?
1: Um, You know, honestly, it's a um, relatively tame week one relative to most years as far as, you know, that Sunday night game is going to be great, but there's not, um, it's not overloaded with all these like must-see events the way week one has been in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, last I saw, Penn State was giving 20 and a half to West Virginia at night. I think Penn State's really good this year. I think they're a legitimate playoff contender. Um, I think West Virginia is being a little undervalued here. I think they're a better team than their record has shown in recent years. I think Neil Brown with new life um, will at least comp- keep it competitive for a half or so and keep it maybe uh, keep it within three touchdowns at the very least. I think 20 and a half is a lot. I know a lot of people that
0: have the over on the West Virginia win total, and they will be very thrilled that you just said that.
1: Nah, They're not going to win. They'll, they'll cover, though. No, well <laughs> – Cover means they're doing pretty well. You know, Penn state last year was one of the best against the spread teams in the country, which is also why I think like I have faith in them this year to make a run. Um, It's the first time in James Franklin's tenure where I I feel like you could look back and say, you know what? They never played down to the level of their competition. They took care of business every week. The Michigan team that beat them was flat out better than them and Mm -hmm. completely outskied them that day. And the Ohio state game, it was a good game for three and a half quarters and knowing the way Penn State plays at night at home versus during the day I think if that was a night game and a whiteout instead of a big noon kickoff it might have gone the other way but um, I think Penn State is in position to maybe get in a three-way or two-way tie for the Big East this year the way they did in 2016 and kind of backdoor their way into the Big Ten title game
0: there's so much there's so much to consume this week and I I can't wait to dig my teeth into it. Matt, this has been awesome. This has been everything that I hoped it would be. Thank you so much for stopping by.
1: Thanks, buddy. Anytime.
0: Now, what to do with that information? Matt gave us a lot of insight. Now, let me just tell you guys what I'm looking at and what I like and why. I mean, some of those games I already went through the reasons why I like the game. Obviously, Hawaii, TCU, two plays that I really said I, I, I already gave out that I was taking them or have taken them. Now let me go through the games that I haven't mentioned that I will be taking. Starting off with the Thursday night game, Florida-Utah, we are hammering the under. Cam rising is doubtful, and I think one of his tight ends is doubtful as well. I don't trust Graham Mertz, and Utah has a fantastic defense. I already mentioned it with Matt. They're returning 69% of their defense. That is incredible. They're home. They're home, too. I wish I got this number sooner or If I had a brain, got it when I saw that it was higher. Now it's at 44 and a half. Take it. If Graham Mertz is Graham Mertz, it's not going to be a good game for Florida. If you still can get Florida, I don't know. Ignore that. Do not like the spreads. I'm not going to try and sell myself or sell you guys on a spread for that game. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I love the under. Big under guy. Always an under guy. Another game I like, Fresno State at Purdue. We're taking Fresno State plus four and a half. Shop around if you can. I got it at four and a half on FanDuel. Make sure you're shopping, people. If you're not shopping, you're not betting right. There's always better value somewhere else. If you like something, find it in the best book that you can. If you need a referral, oh boy, do I love referring people. Now with that, we are taking the Bulldogs that are returning a lot of their defense. They're returning arguably one of the best cornerbacks in the country. They have a great linebacking core and a great defensive line. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. I love a sneaky good defense. I love a sneaky good anything, you know? Now, Purdue, they're in the middle of a little rebuild stage, especially on the offense. They're replacing a quarterback and two of their leading receivers from last season. Their new head coach is a defensive-minded coach, so defense comes first. What comes second? Oh, the offense, which is in a rebuild. So I'm not really worried about Purdue's offense. Not at all. Sure, Purdue has a good defense. So does uh, Fresno State. But you're giving me four and a half? I will be taking a dog in this. Give me the dog. Also, Purdue underperformed tremendously last season. They went two and six against the spread as favorites. That is terrible. Give me the dogs. What do I say? What do I say? Hot, corn, bull. Give me these dogs. Now moving on. Game of the week. LSU, Florida State. We're taking these Seminoles plus two and a half. How many times do I have to say it? I love that they're returning 87% of their guys. That means guys want to play and win at Florida State. They want to be a Seminole. I love that. That's so, that's the only, That to me, that's all I need to hear. Especially with guys leaving every, every, every practice they're leaving. They're transferring. Oh, I don't want you to hear. Transfer. Give me the Seminoles plus two and a half. Also, I'll give you some more. I'll give you some more. Jordan Travis, Heisman hopeful. He's throwing to monsters. Monsters. Johnny Wilson is bigger than former Seminole Calvin Benjamin. He's 6'7". This is like throwing to Aaron Judge. He's massive. I love it. Give me the Seminoles. That's all I got. That is all I have for week one of college football. Hope you guys enjoyed. Good luck out there. We went 2-0 last week. 2-0. Let's go 5-0. Let's keep going. (laughs)